It is game week. It is recruiting time. Official visits. John Garcia. We're going to talk quarterbacks coming on campus. Have the Badgers found their answer for that pivotal spot? All that and more in today's Locked On Badgers. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what is going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in, making this one of your first listens every single day, whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on the pod. We really, really do appreciate it. Also, like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor of the Lockdown College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions do apply. And we're bringing John Garcia Jr. on, Sports Illustrated College Football Recruiting Director, our recruiting insider, uh, master of insight. Um, John, man, I appreciate it. No, it's always great when you're on the show. We really do appreciate it. Um, and week one coming up, we, we have some quarterback traction. We've talked to you and I several times about where are the Badgers going? Where might they pivot? We have some potential answers, right? So I want to start here. Ryan Brown, week one official visit, kind of a 6'5", 200-pound kid, uh, three-star. What do you what do you know about Ryan Brown, his film? What are your feel? What's your feel there? You know, I've I've been tracking Ryan for like a year and a half now. He is one of these interesting late bloomers in the quarterback world that we don't see every single year. You know, six three, six four, like you said, was great last year for Venice High School, which is one of the bigger programs in the state of Florida. State champion quarterback, a ton of production. He almost won Mister Football. So at this time last year, people were like. Why doesn't he have more attention going into what was his senior season in high school in 2021? And the kid's willing to bet on himself. So he didn't have those high-level FBS offers that he thought he should. So he went the prep school route. So now he's at Milford Academy up in New York playing against uh, you know some more prep school talent. Had a really nice debut um, earlier uh, this, this week or last week, I should say for his, I guess, post-grad season. Uh, and you like post-grads because they don't lose eligibility at the mm-hmm. collegiate level. So if you're between junior college and prep school, you go to prep school because now you don't have to waste a year of collegiate eligibility. So he's in a different area of the country. More eyeballs will be on him. And, and he's one of the great examples of what we talked about last show, I believe, was allowing some of these kids to rise as seniors. Uh, so for him, he's a super senior as a fifth-year varsity guy, if you will, but he's still showing some legitimate ability. He's got a big frame and a really big arm. You know, there's a couple instances on tape where he's chucking that thing 50-plus yards down the field. And I know now in prep school, there's a question of the competition level, right? Mm -hmm. Prep school ball isn't the the most um, intense in the country. You're you're playing a lot of college programs as – Basically, JV roster, for for lack of a better term. Although they're older players, they're still playing at at a secondary level at their own school. So I think the numbers will will stay impressive, but there's a question on the competition level. But again, going back to last year at Venice in Florida, that's 8A. That's 8A high school football in the state of Florida, where, again, they want a state title. So you're not even just dominating your region or your area. You're expanding that. And there were a lot of instances where Brown's big arm – really carried Venice towards that state championship. He's, he's got some grit. He's got some movement ability. He's not a guy you're going to design runs for, but he's one who can move in the pocket and, and scramble and buy a little bit of time for his receivers to break open. There's there's a confidence with this kid who kind of, again, bet on himself and knows his worth. So in, in those regards, 
sounds like a Wisconsin type of kid, right? A kid who knows, sure. hey, I'm in it for the long haul. I'm, I'm playing the long game here. I'm not. I'm not with the flash of it all. Uh, so yeah. So naturally, he's got some Big Ten vibes to him, and and right aligned with that. There are some Big Ten programs that are interested in him. Not only Wisconsin, he told me this morning, Purdue is starting to reach out. They lost their 2023 quarterback when Ricky Collins decommitted, and he's now committed to LSU. Florida State, which lost its 2023 quarterback, and Chris Parson, who is now a Mississippi State commitment, they've also reached out to him. Um, and, and he's thrown for all of these coaching staffs before. I think that is what is maybe most interesting. You know, he came up for a private workout in June up to Madison. So, so there's a real rapport with the coaching staff at this moment. Uh, so I do think furthering that with a visit uh, could help potentially paint the picture. But for him, it could just be a matter of a first come first serve, right? He, he thinks he's this level of player, so once those offers, those or those green lights, I should say, start to come in, I think you can get some movement really quickly. So I think for Wisconsin to get the first visit of this fall, because these other schools, Purdue and FSU, are trying to line things up as well, Wisconsin getting that first visit could say a lot if they're willing to provide that green light. I think it could be some swift action from Ryan Brown's perspective, who again, is a kid willing to bet on himself and he's big with a big arm, which is, which are some of the classic kind of Wisconsin quarterback traits. Well, and to your point, he's big with a big arm, but he's not a statue either. Like, you know, on film, he, he can move a little bit. Um, so let me, let me ask this. Cause I'm very, I, I watched the film. I saw the big arm and I saw this six, four kind of stature, you know, big school in Florida, won a state title good frame, can move a little bit, big arm. Why do you think some of those offers didn't come? Like, is there something there that turned people off? Yeah, I think, again, it's it's a product of timing. I think with quarterback recruiting, so much of it is done junior year and earlier for a lot of these big-time schools. Uh, so I think you, you throw that in, you throw for a kid who was a senior last year, the 2020 season was the COVID season. So mm -hmm. we talk about quarterbacks. It's all about their junior year. So not only was, was he not far and away the guy at Venice, but it was also the COVID year. So for those, who, you know, you couldn't make the trip to go eyeball him in person. And there is not a coaching staff in America that wants to take a quarterback that they have not evaluated in person. So I do think there was some circumstantial stuff that slowed down Ryan Brown's recruitment. So by the time he, he blew up in the fall, which was last year, the fall of 2021, most of the programs that would have been initially interested were already wrapping up or have wrapped up their quarterback recruiting for the class. So I think even during the fall last year, we heard rumblings of, hey, maybe this kid waits it out and goes the junior college route or the prep route to extend his recruiting process. So I think some of it was was circumstantial and, and some of it was, you know, people didn't see him. They didn't see him work until it was almost too late in one sense. Mm -hmm. So I think he's a late bloomer and a bit of a product of circumstance, but again, still ready and willing to bet on himself and save that eligibility, which is something that programs like Wisconsin are, are looking to potentially benefit from. So if it does work out between these two parties in particular, I think it, it would align from, from, from a, just a story perspective, right? Both of these pro this program and this player are bet on yourself, you know, kind of deals. Mm -hmm. And I do think that would be a nice fit for, for the Badgers.
Yeah, that's a great tie into the, the culture that Wisconsin has. Um, I want I want to kind of wrap up here um, with Brown. How does he kind of compare it to a Lincoln Kineholtz? Is he in that tier? Also a late bloomer, you know, that Wisconsin had a shot at. Um, kind of athletic kid, big frame. Where is, where is he at on that tier? I think when, when he sets his feet and delivers the football, it's it's as good or better than, than Lincoln. But I think athletically, Kehoe's is, is a little bit ahead mm-hmm. of Ryan Brown to where I think you could run a little bit more modern concepts, some RPO stuff, some some read option where the quarterback has some potential running in the design as opposed to running as a product of circumstance trying to get away from a pass rush or, or moving the chains on your own. So I, I do think they're both – strong-armed and athletic, but I do think Keenholz is one who, who you push a little bit more from that running perspective, which which we thought at the time was Wisconsin's kind of signaling of, hey, we're, mm-hmm. we're going to start to open this thing up just a little bit more. But with all these quarterbacks we'll talk about today, you know, none of them are statues. All of them have some element of mobility beyond just a- avoiding the rush. And, and I think that's another positive trend in trying to find a, a late addition to, in the, into this quarterback room. Yeah, I agree. It's a common thread with everybody we're going to talk about today, which leads us into uh, we're going to take a really quick break here from our sponsors. But we have more quarterback talk coming up with John Garcia Jr., more players coming to Madison. Hopefully Wisconsin fills that void. That's going to be next. But first, today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and information. Live Vegas casino games, review, reviews and news of every sports league. They have you covered no matter where you're at. Hockey, basketball, baseball, college sports, esports, golf fighting sports like it's all there not just for betting but for news um where's the latest coaching go- where's the latest coach going you know um live in betting futures it's all on bet online it's your number one source for all your sports gambling information uh live casino games sports news keep up to date on everything that excites you as a sports fan do it responsibly but it continues to be your number one top online resource for all your sports wagering information and we've talked about it a bunch of times with the futures. It's a really fun spot to go, especially as seasons are starting. You know, the NFL, college football, if you have a feel on a team, on a player, on a division, on a conference, on a Super Bowl, right? This is a great opportunity. Put a few bucks down, test your sports knowledge, enjoy it. It makes it more exciting. It makes that Saturday night Purdue, Illinois game. It gives a little bit of panache. So bet online, head to the website today, learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online where the game starts. We're going to bring uh, John Garcia back on. Continue talking quarterbacks. And, John, I do want to take this opportunity because everything you do is is really insightful. And we're talking quarterbacks, which is one of your bread and butters. You know, where can people find the work that you're doing, especially as recruiting, you know, really kicks back up with the season going on? Yes, sir. Yeah, SI.com is, is your one-stop shop there for football and basketball recruiting intel. Yeah, we're, we're tracking a lot of these kids as they start their, their senior seasons. And, of course, uh, recruiting you know, doesn't slow down at, at any point uh, in this process. So we've got our SI99 rankings out. We're going to refresh our team recruiting rankings uh, the first week of September. So the ball stays rolling uh, over at SI.com. So please check us out. Yeah, it's definitely insightful stuff. Definitely worth the time. Um, let's talk. So we, we talked Brown. There's another quarterback coming in week two. Uh, Cole LaCrue, uh, Broomfield, Colorado, 6'2", a little smaller, 6'2", 190. Um, but also mobile, like you said, the common thread between all these quarterbacks, mobile. Um, I'm curious what you think of his game and, and where he might stand in the pecking order here. Yeah, I think he's I think he's a little bit more uh, free wielding you know, compared to the other two quarterbacks 
that we're going to talk about. A little bit more of a gunslinger mentality in this kid's game. Coming from Colorado, which you know, he told me today, he's like, man, look, it ain't easy for a kid from Colorado because you know it's a flyover state, right? You fly right. over Colorado to get to the West Coast, or if you're coming from the West Coast, you fly over Colorado to get to Chicago or wherever wherever you're headed. Uh, so he he kind of has that chip on his shoulder, right? So as opposed to Brown betting on himself, kind of internally, uh, Lacroix is more outward with it. Like you know, you, you're gonna you're gonna wish you bet on me down the line. So uh, the, there's a bit of a long game play in that approach as well. And, and yeah, he's a kid who's getting some FBS attention, uh, some Group of Five attention, and he reciprocated that. He took an official to Central Michigan, uh, I believe, in the summer. But he kept the door open for in-season officials on purpose because he uh, felt like he could play his way into the Power Five. And again, his tape is fun. It's interesting. I think as a junior last fall, we saw a lot of great off-script ability throwing on the run. Uh, really good to his weak side, to the left, mm -hmm. which is not something we see at the high school level, particularly with, with a junior. But then I, I checked out some of his senior stuff. I think they played a scrimmage last week. And man, when he set his feet, I mean, there was a ball that traveled 58 yards in the air in stride to a player uh, down the field that, that that went for a long gain. So so there's it's not just this off script and athletic ability. There's some set your feet and let it rip ability here with LaCrue as well. It might not be as polished looking as a Ryan Brown, but it's there. Um, and he looks a little bit bigger as a senior, too. So, again, he's a little bit smaller in what he's listed at, but now he's looking a little bit bigger going into the next year, which is what you want to see. You want to see that tangible growth both in, in his game and in his frame. So I think we get that with LaCrue, who, again, coming out of Colorado is going to be a kid who has to play a bit of a longer game, especially with this year so loaded at the position. I think that's another factor for all these quarterbacks. Such a loaded year, and there were so, so many more clear, tangible targets for Wisconsin and a lot of these programs that are still quarterback lists in the class of 23. And by the way, that list – it's not small. We mentioned FSU and Purdue. Mm -hmm. I mean, Texas A&M, Notre Dame. I mean, there are some big-time programs that don't have a quarterback on board yet because I think everyone was kind of gunning for that top tier, maybe the second tier, and, and ignoring the rest because you don't recruit 10 quarterbacks at once. It's like one, maybe two, two, maybe three, and that's kind of it. So as the board reshuffles, some of these other kids are going to have an opportunity to jump up, and I think LaCrue could be, especially geographically, one of the best examples we have in this class of, of 2023. And he said this morning, yeah, there's, there's a group of schools that are starting to get a little bit more involved in the process. And he, he's, he mentioned Wisconsin. He said a couple other schools, UNLV, um, Nebraska uh, is, is reaching out now uh, as well. So it could be an interesting late recruitment for him from a regional perspective, because a couple other schools are, are starting to get into the mix. So again, good for Wisconsin to get one of the earlier trips in this case mm -hmm. because it looks like he's going to be pretty well-traveled before a final decision comes in. I love it when um, – because I watched the film on all this, but you're you're the expert on on watching film on quarterback recruiting. I love it when some of what you say lines up with what I saw because I put gamer, I put good deep ball. Like there's a play – and you mentioned fun, right, watching his film. There's a play where he rolls out to the right, reverses all the way to the left, you know, <laughs> the entire the entire field, right, and – yeah, he's just a, he looks like a total gamer, kind of shades of what you saw. You know, he's not going to be Manziel, but that type of just, you know, Sandlot type player. Yeah. But the, the thing that really impressed me, and you hit on this as well, but I want to touch on it because I thought I thought his deep arm and his deep ball accuracy was really impressive. Like, he throws a, a great deep ball. 
Yeah, I think we 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 love a great deep ball. I mean, who doesn't, right? Chicks dig the long ball, all that stuff, and other mm-hmm. sports. But there's there's this third level ability that Lacruz shows both on the run and stationary. That's that's really notable. I think when we talk about that 58 yard ball, I mean, it's great to just unload it as long and far as you can, and that's fun. But the game has a lot more uh, variance in the third level throws you're going to make, right? Seven cuts, back shoulder stuff along the sidelines. And there's a lot of stuff where when he's outside the pocket that he throws on a rope mm-hmm. to that third level, maybe 25, 35 yards down the field as opposed to 60. That is just as impressive as, as the one when, when he sets his feet because now it's more about timing. It's more about execution and velocity as much as it is, hey, put all my 200 pounds into this one throw. Uh, and that's much more functional and much more consistent of a route that you're going to consider in, in, in a given play relative to that nine route that everybody you know wants to to focus in on, uh, especially during the off season. But yeah, I think there's a lot of third level ability in Lacruz's arm in and out of the pocket, and, and that screams modern quarterback. Again, he he plays confidently, trusts his own arm, willing to roll the dice. He'll 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 throw some contested balls, knowing. Uh, that he trusts his guys and he trusts his arm most importantly. So again, I think you like that. I think that's a more reflection, a better reflection of the modern game where you're willing to take more chances because it's about pushing the ball down the mm-hmm. field and chunk plays as much as it is about you know protecting the football and some of the classic game manager tabs that we we usually throw on some of these quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean there were a couple of those throws. Like there was one he's rolling out to his right backpedaled threw it up and i'm like oh against ohio state that's a pick right but <laughs> but it, to your point it is nice to see you know because you know there's so many good things can happen pushing the ball downfield pass interference you know your, your guy can just make a play like a lot can come from that um i wanted to talk about you you said you've kind of dm'd with these players you've been following them when you talk to them or when they talk to you about you know going to wisconsin i got the wisconsin visit coming up is there an interest there is that something that's a big deal to them or is it um i've got purdue wisconsin or is it all kind of jumbled up i think it's it's both um you you know they want to present as many options as possible to Mm -hmm. us right because you're there's marketing going on here right you want to present as if hey a lot of people want me you know and that's totally understandable from our perspective journalistically but i do think when you look at the groups of schools for, for both of these two that we've talked about Wisconsin feels different, you know, compared to the others, right? In terms of stability, in terms of winning, and even in terms of system, it feels a little bit different compared to some of those others. So I do think that, again, if if everyone offers all these kids relative to the schools they're talking to us about, Wisconsin's will feel different. So just in the last 24 hours, you're more optimistic as a, as a you know, a Badger audience that we're talking to where you're like, hey, this thing could get figured out. And mm-hmm. it, I don't think it's it's stretching either. With either of these two in particular, you're not stretching and or settling. I, I think you're getting some modern uh, talent and, and and legitimate arm talent with these two and a confidence with both Brown and LaCrue that I really like at that position. Um, you know, you don't have to be the most athletic, you know, cat out there, but when, when there's confidence attached to it, it just kind of hits different, you know. I mean, think of your Tom Brady's of the world, um, you know, who's the Michigan quarterback, Cook, who like pulled the trophy away <laughs> after the, yep. the bowl win. I mean, look, it's it's a meme and it's fun on social media, but you're also like, that's my quarterback, like that's mm-hmm. my guy who's gonna rally us when it's you know fourth down or when it's cold out, and, or you're the underdog. You feel better about that type of approach, uh, and I think we do see some some, some similarities between these quarterbacks.
Yeah, I, I love that point because, you know, Graham Mertz has been Wisconsin's quarterback for a while. I mean, he hasn't played up to that that lofty route, but he he is so confident, right? And I always tell people, because there's an element of the fan base that says, you know, he hasn't done it. He doesn't need to be that that cocky that's way. I'm like, listen, he needs that. Like, if your quarterback doesn't have that, then it's never going to work. You know, so I love hearing that about the high school recruits because you have to have that swagger as a quarterback. 100%. And, and again, strug- not struggling, but going through a different – recruiting process than a Dante Moore. Uh, I do think just create, it creates it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. think about some of these breakout quarterbacks at the NFL or collegiate level who have that attached to them. Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, all unconventional path, even a Lamar Jackson, unconventional path where people didn't even know if he was a quarterback. Trey Lance. And that was, that was added, added fuel to, to the chip on the shoulder and the motivation. And you see it, with the passion that they play with. Sometimes it gets the better of them and they'll, you know, Baker Mayfield will throw into, you know, a crowd of four, but that belief in yourself mm-hmm. is, is part of what got you there in the first place. So when you get beyond the arm and the frame and, and the game, that stuff starts to to blur the margins and make you, you know, create some benefit of the doubt in evaluating some of these quarterbacks. And that's why I say, I feel like this isn't a case of settling, right. Or just hey, we'll just wait on the portal. No big deal. No, you're still going after guys who who look like they're built for for some of these big moments that you aspire to as as any college program. I love it, man. You're getting me excited. I, I think Badgers fans are going to like it too. Coming up, uh, we're going to take a quick break, but we're going to talk about another quarterback coming to Madison. Um, someone else who I think has some interesting and tangible ability and some athletic ability. So that's coming up on Lockdown Badgers. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you everyone for listening to Locked On Badgers. Really do appreciate it. We have John Garcia Jr. on the show, Sports Illustrated Football Recruiting Director. And we're always smarter when he stops by. Uh, John, we've been talking about quarterbacks, mobile quarterbacks, winners. Um, I want to talk about in-state. Jerry Kaminsky is also going to be visiting. You know, in-state quarterback out of Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. Similar size to Coles, you know, 6'2", 200. I, I watch the two of them and I see a similarity just in kind of the gamer, the mobility. Um, what do you, what do you think with Kaminsky and his, his film? Yeah, I think there's some off script ability with him. I think if you talk about athleticism and running ability in particular of the three, he's the one you're going to design a little bit more action for as a runner, whether it's RPO read option or even some, some off platform or rollout type stuff. And I think that's that really is in line with what Wisconsin has already done when you think about the play-action perspective and the quick game, but also maybe what they want to eventually do offensively if you continue to open it up. Like the recruiting board has kind of suggested, right? I mean, this is mm-hmm. something we keep talking about uh, at volume uh, with Wisconsin quarterback targets. So I think he offers you the most athletic upside of the three. Um, and, and the arm is right there too. I, I don't think it's as strong from a stationary perspective as the other two, particularly with LaCruz growth. Uh, but I do think Kaminsky has enough juice to push the ball to the third level. But, but yeah, there's, there's this really nice intangible to his game where he's 
a gamer, but not maybe as risky as LaCrue, but he's also athletic. So where you could design the runs for him in that regard. And naturally, if you if you allocate the passing priority attached to that, now you're buying more time for wide receivers and you're stressing the defense that much more. Uh, so I do think that if you have to maybe assign a defender to a kid like Kaminsky, now it creates a different type of approach from an offensive game planning standpoint. So I do think he offers a little bit more variance, but maybe less clear elite traits mm-hmm. as a passer compared to the other two. So it's a bit of a preference here, right? You know, he's an in-state kid. You could probably play the longer game with him. I think the other two are getting recruited a little bit more. And we talk about if Colorado's hard to, to, to create exposure. Wisconsin's in that same boat from, from a high school state perspective. But I do think that you can play a little bit of a longer game because he's an in-state or because he's more familiar, because he he absolutely knows what he's getting with mm-hmm. Wisconsin as opposed to these other two that you're going to have to reiterate when you get them on campus over the next couple of weeks. So another intriguing option, but I think timeline-wise, he could be the most flexible of the three. So I think he's a fitting you know outlier or third party in this conversation. You know, and, and a guy that commit, you know, North Dakota commit. And if you talked about a program who has found quarterbacks, right, yeah. does that make you not reevaluate Kaminsky, right? The film's the film. But do you take another look and say, well, this program has found those under the radar quarterbacks and really developed them as well as anybody? Yeah, and kind of fitting, right? Because that was the other school in it for Keenholz to begin mm-hmm. with. So, yep. yeah, you know, I think these two programs, look, they're similar in, in a lot of ways, right? want to run the football, establish the line of scrimmage, play off of play action and develop in that regard with with really winning and ball protection as as the premium that got you there. And obviously in the NFL ranks, we've we've seen that that can still work. We've seen those North Dakota State products go and figure it out at, at the highest level. I mean, San Francisco just dedicated an entire season to Trey Lance, who's, you know, like the most inexperienced college quarterback of all the yeah. current NFL starters. Right. Yep. So. I think there's still something to be said for that approach. Uh, and I think Kaminsky fits that to to a certain regard. Uh, so, yeah, when, when certain programs recruit certain players, you do take a second look. And, and look, you, you both lost out for Keenholz. Uh, so now you battle it out for another potentially in Kaminsky. It's it's sort of fitting. And, and I think regionally, that's a program that you, you're kind of on par with from a desirable perspective, from a recruiting board perspective perspective you you recruit the same kind of kids great on defense a little bit more conservative and safe on offense but that's starting to evolve just Mm -hmm. a little bit so you're almost on the same trajectory uh as a north dakota state i want to i want to finish here with a couple questions by the way i don't know if wisconsin fans are going to love being on the same trajectory as a north dakota state although i know i know what you're saying i I 100 know what you're saying no i i 100 get what you're saying and that's a team that you know, if we could put out NFL quarterback talent like they do, we would be a much better program. So I totally get what you're saying. I could just see a Badger fan, though, saying, wait a second, is that a compliment? It should um, be a compliment. It is. Yes, 100%, 100%. I agree. 100%. I agree. Um, I want to finish up here with two kind of quick questions. With the three quarterbacks we talked about today, is there one, in your opinion, not not trying to put any of them down, but is there one one, in your opinion, that is in a higher tier? Well, I think from a recruiting perspective, Brown is going to have the most options, right? He's got the most power five programs in the conversation today, and that number is not going to decrease. It's only going to increase depending on how the season goes for some of these schools. I mean, 
you know, there, if there's an early coaching change, and we saw multiple in September last year, right? Th that kind of stuff could really reshuffle the deck for a lot of programs. So when, when you when you start to look at who's left, I think his profile, especially what, with what he did last year down in Florida, his profile is the easiest to sell. He's the tallest, maybe the most confident and polished of the three with the most experience that counts against the best competition. So he's the easier sell to a coaching staff or a fan base compared to the other two that are more true late bloomers and great evaluations and fines as opposed to one that was kind of sitting there all along. So I do think that he is, Brown is, in his own tier, at least from a profile perspective. But in terms of the game, again, these, these guys are all somewhat similar. I think Brown is the most conventional. I think um, – LaCrue is is the most off script and Kaminsky is a little bit in the in the middle. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think you could sell a fan base on all three of these guys. But from a timeline and, an, and a profile perspective, I think the ball theoretically is in Ryan Brown's court. That's awesome. That's great insight as always, John. I uh, really do appreciate when you stop by. He is John Garcia. Uh, we'll link all of his show notes, uh, definitely, or all of his, his contact info where you can find his work in the show. Definitely go check him out. It's definitely worth it. And just thank you, everyone, for, for tuning in. Lockdown Badgers game week. Recruiting's happening. We're excited. Uh, we're going to have John on again next week. So really appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, and with that, on Wisconsin. We'll talk to you tomorrow.